0: Hello and welcome to Misunderstood, the show for all you culturally and politically misunderstood ladies or gents. We are your hosts. I'm Kat. And I'm Nat. And today we're going to talk about the potential link between fatherlessness and mass shootings and discuss millennial burnout. But first, we're going to start things off with our patented culture shock moment of the week. Take it away, Kat. So
1: guess what's for lunch, guys? It's bugs. Let them
0: eat bugs.
1: Oh, yummy! So this article is from our very own Rebel News, written up by Lewis Brackpool. Lewis Brackpool. This is a story about a couple schools in Wales in the UK who are starting to serve the kids bugs in their lunches so that they can acquire a taste for the alternative protein.
0: Okay, why do you think they're testing this crap on kids? Do you think it's because they're like more (laughs) likely to be? Fearless and experimental, like, or. Oh, it's. I think it's because they can't do it. It's not like they can get in their car and go and buy their <laughs> and run away screaming. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's disgusting.
1: Let's just test more on our children. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it's funny because there's always like that one kid who yeah. eats bugs. Yeah. But it's like, that kid's weird. Yeah. Why are we trying to make that all normal? We're going to be weird now, I guess. Next thing you know, they're going to be like, boogers, why they're nutritional and
0: good for the environment. Yeah. And I'm out. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah, that's nasty. (laughs) Uh, Don't feed your kids bugs. Don't do it. We will judge you. We will. We absolutely will. I am. Yeah. Speaking of fathers. Yeah. (laughs) JK, JK, JK. Yeah. Um, Can we pull up a tweet that we saw last week uh, from Matt Walsh? This is about the tragic shooting that took place in Texas um, on May 24th, where an 18-year-old male slaughtered 21 innocent individuals, 19 of which were beautiful children. Um, so he has a, he had a really good take. And we just like to talk about that. Yes. The tweet reads,
1: start with a boy, take away his father, sit him in front of a screen all day, feed him porn, feed him an endless stream of content, give him no moral formation, no guidance, no companionship, give him drugs, isolate him. So a lot of people are calling for very very strict gun control in the wake of the shooting. We're not going to really talk about that so much. There's there yeah. is a lot to unpack there as yeah. well. And um, that's a nuanced
0: topic. I think It there is are a nuanced topic to and we and made. maybe
1: we'll talk about guns another day. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot to these talk kind about. Of. Yeah, well we can always talk about these yeah. is here. Um but I really like both of us saw this tweet and actually no, I think you saw it and sent it to me, but it's it's a really interesting take because we don't we always talk we always hear from you know certain people about gun control when mm-hmm. when mass shootings happen but guns have been around and i heard this actually from tim Dillon on my drive in this morning He was nice. talking about it as well uh guns have been around for a long time mm-hmm. and yet the number of mass shootings has yeah. gone steadily up and people will say well there's like more ma- magazines yeah yeah you can still kill people with any kind of gun you can kill people with a knife so um why are there more mass shootings now than ever in history yeah
0: i would like to know yeah uh yeah i think I think a lot of people too like to play the whole mental health card, and while I do think there's an argument to be had, actually, uh, shuddy, studies show that mass shooters, you know, don't just suddenly break. They typically decide, and I have some stats on this. Sorry, one second here. That's here. Cool. In 2018, a deep investigation of 63 rampage rampage shooters conducted by experts with the FBI's behavioral analysis unit showed that only a quarter of the offenders were known to have been professionally diagnosed with a mental illness of any kind. So basically, blaming mental illness kind of inflicts the stigma on people who yeah. actually have a mental illness. Yeah, and many, many
1: of which do not commit violent crime.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think what's more important, I think, than pointing fingers even at people is, we should be more equipped to be able to tell the warning signs of someone who may mimic or, you know, mirror symptoms of someone mm-hmm. who's about to go shoot up.
1: Yeah, well, especially because this guy was posting about wanting to shoot up an elementary school on Facebook. Now, right. it was the same day, so it didn't give, like, people a lot of time to react. But mm-hmm. still, social media is pretty instant. People could have report like, you can report a tweet if it offends you. Yeah, How many people reported his Facebook posting, I'm going to go shoot up an elementary school?
0: Probably... So one person actually did tell the FBI in advance. So that is something you guys should look into. A girl on, I think it was Twitch, or they were playing video games or something. He basically admitted to her. um, And she was like, "Uh uh-oh. I don't know if it was her or if that was the Buffalo shooting, though. There have been two shootings recently. But anyway, the the point is, in both of those cases, the police actually were made aware of these troubling Mm -hmm. sort of notions about these people. Um, So... And also, like,
1: just, you know, there's lots of things in this Matt Walsh tweet, and the main one, I think, is the fatherlessness thing, yeah. where um, I did a little research, and it turns out there is a huge correlation between fatherlessness and violent crime. Yeah. Huge correlation. Um, what? I was on this... Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was just going to say, when 25% of children in America are growing up in single parent households, yeah. like, that's... The odds are not great. Right. And so when we're looking for a, a causation
1: for why there's more mass shootings now than 50 years ago, when they still had rifles and automatic weapons yeah um maybe we can look at uh fatherlessness as one of the things um, because that's also increasing um i found this this website called fathers.com oh cool super cute, that's cute. um but they had a, a article about the consequences of fatherlessness and there's just like a couple of things here um you have a higher likelihood of living in poverty, dramatically higher risk of drug or alcohol abuse, higher likelihood of behavioral problems, lower GPA and an increased risk of engaging in crime and right. delinquency and also of uh, having
0: juvenile sex. So crime is the the big boy there. Yeah. Um, and Obama talked about this too a while ago. Yeah. We've, we've actually mentioned that quote I think on the show before yeah. um, about fatherlessness and it the implications that that has on society uh, specifically i think young men yeah you know because yeah. young men i think when you grow when a child's growing up they want to be like the person raising them that is the same sex as them. I think you're like, yeah. Oh, I want to be like mommy and wear yeah. her shoes or I want to be like daddy and wash the car. I don't know. Yeah. You know well, like-
1: I was reading this thing about how, um, how different parents, like different genders engage in different kinds of play with their kids. So right. a mother will engage in a certain type of play, but a father generally engages in a more physical play, like wrestling and stuff. And right. um, that allows the child, the young boy to exercise his body in a way that he learns the, um, the, how to use his body and his limitations right. and his strength. And his father gives him like um, a sense of be like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say, like, like a, sense a sense of confidence yeah, and for sure. and belonging and, and purpose as a boy. Exa- as a man. Yeah. Exactly. So when the young boy goes out into the world, having not had that experience, he wants the world to see I'm a man. I'm important here with character. Here I yeah. am. And he might take it in a negative direction yeah. where he will become Uh, involved in gangs or or do something I mean this is obviously a a rare example but in its rarity it's so it affects so many people. Yeah. So there is like obviously well we're not saying that if you don't have a father, you're No, no one is a monolith. And we seen that we've repeated that a million times on the show.
0: I think the issue is when you're raised by a single parent and again this is not this is not always the case. No. No one is a monolith. There are amazing single parents out there, but mom or a single mom or a single dad, let's say, have to work to make a living for mm-hmm. the family. And they're not around as much, which leaves a child yeah. to their own devices, which yeah. means they're going to go down that rabbit hole on the Internet. They're going to watch porn. They're going to yeah. they're going to get into trouble because no one's there to stop them. Right. And I think that's the biggest issue in society as a whole, period, because we know that the nuclear family is the, the basis for a strong, highly functioning and fruitful society. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you take that away, you're going to have these isolated children who are alienated they you know when if we're talking about fatherlessness the son can't go what male figure do they have to confide in mm-hmm. they they take to the how, internet how does
1: dad react to anger how right. does he deal with stress and when he's confronted like if you don't have an example you might just go to television and movies and whatever else and you see oh right. violence sex whatever drugs it's like we need i think there is a stat that says like the the less amount of Uh, parental time you have the more likely you are to engage in these like it's not just men who are more likely to engage in adolescent sex or um, behavioral issues it's women as well yeah of course um and it's you might have a single parent who dedicates all of the time that they have Sparingly to yes. you and to guiding you, and that's amazing. And you're
0: you're going to be fine. Absolutely, fine. no, absolutely. And I, I think it's important to say, you know, I don't think that people are born murderers. Like no. I think that's the I mean, we're trying to maybe, like you think. Okay, some people are. There, like, there probably is like one. You know, like you know, there are some. There's yeah. some. There's some wild people out yeah. there. But I think for the most part, you're created, right? And your surroundings are. It's like the nature versus nurture yeah. aspect of things. And I think that you know, a lot of these kids too, like they start to feel alienated young, and then they are bullied in school, let's say, because apparently bu- being bullied has a huge uh, yeah. impact on like these types of loner shooters, for example, um, mm-hmm. people who have been, you know, harassed by family members or abused, things yeah. like that. Well, um, that's another thing um, with the
1: fatherlessness it's not just engaging in adolescent sex it's being uh the victim of sexual violence right so if you don't have a parent around to watch you you're more likely to have like oh this random babysitter or mom's boyfriend and that's when kids are abused more likely so that definitely definitely lends to this kind of psychotic break
0: right because it's childhood trauma that they don't know how to deal with because they don't have anyone to go to and Um, And apparently, uh, according to The Atlantic, there was a study of 15 school shootings from 1995 to 2001, which found that acute or chronic rejection um, in the form of ostracism, bullying and or romantic rejection was present in all but two of the incidents. So that's a huge, huge, that's a lot. So what what do we do? Like, what's what's the solution here? Because obviously fatherlessness is something conservatives are. We always talk about it. But how do we actually change things how do we prevent these tragedies from occurring because I, I think most people on the right and the left want the same thing at the end of the day we yeah, just don't want, want less violence exactly yeah. we don't want innocent blood shed no. um no sane person wants that yeah um but i, I just like i just wonder what is an actually a healthy solution to this what do you do you have any thoughts on that um well one of the
1: things that i wrote down um was from Peterson, actually, Jordan Peterson, in his book, 12 Rules for Life. One of his rules uh, is rule six, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. And in that chapter, he discusses uh, the psychology of mass shooters, specifically the Columbine shooters. Right. Um, And he has a quote here. It says mass murderers believe that the suffering attendant upon existence justifies judgment and revenge as the Columbine boys so clearly indicated. Um, One of the things that one of those guys said himself was... um, in his, like, manifesto or something. Right. He he said, the human race isn't worth fighting for. It's only worth killing. And Mm. that is, like, the darkest form of depression you can have. And I think it's, like, so to extrapolate, like, did this kid who killed all these actual children did he hate the children probably not he he hates the world he's yeah. so depressed he hated he the probably world. hates himself yeah because he's part of the world so yeah. for me i think the answer to go back to your question would be like you need to find things about the world to love and we need to share those things with with these people and bring out the like for me things that i love is like seeing people do good like when i go to church and i see volunteers like they have you know bible study for kids and people are volunteering their time and not just that you don't have to be religious but like people who donate their time to help elderly people like serving people, others serving yeah. others and you know to be silly about it like i can be in a really really bad mood but i'll see like a dog walking down the street wagging his tail and i'm like oh so for me that brings me joy and yeah. i'm like okay the world i can be in a really sour mood but the world isn't so bad yeah. in that moment so i feel like these these people they need to have the glass the fogginess like dissipated
0: and see They need to be
1: enlightened yeah like I do think see that's that a spiritual the world is a good thing. place yeah and def- that's
0: that's a hard one that is tough yeah i def- like and you know the root of fatherlessness and single parent households for the most part is uh, like secularism it's sin right um and that's part of the reason why i think um, there's such a clear attack on the nuclear family in general. I also think something actionable that would be fruitful is like we mentioned earlier, just to know like the warning signs. Like what is this? If you're a teacher, for example, what's the student like? How are they interacting with other kids? Are yeah. they are they mouthy? Are they like are they is, are they personally not taking care of themselves? Are they yeah. like stalking kids? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think, like, does this person, like, how do they speak about things or do they speak violently? Do they want to be famous? Because a lot of these yes. shooters want so fame.
1: That's what I was going to say um, in one of these articles. It was from Evie and it's everything we know about the the school shooter. Yeah, um, we're not. We've decided, like, we don't think that we should share his picture, share his name, because it goes back to this exact point where a lot of these people they can't so in america fame is such a huge part of the culture and Mm -hmm. everyone wants to be tiktok famous or instagram famous and um yeah if you feel like you're such a loner a loser an idiot that you're never going to be famous for anything like that maybe infamy is a lot easier of a way to get on the newspaper and i think it's i think as a society we have a a the moral obligation not to give them that infamy I agree don't talk like talk about the tragedy talk yeah. about what we can do next time talk highlight the, the victims f- victims exactly yeah. and what we can do to prevent this what people did in the moment like that guy who left his barbershop and went and saved his own child yeah. and a bunch of other kids and his wife yeah like, talk about heroes. them exactly yeah. talk about them but don't talk about this monster because I had sympathy for him before he picked up that gun yeah as a young boy who was bullied and who had and ostracized yeah, yeah. ostracized didn't have his father and his life. I had. Sim- I have sympathy for that. But as soon as you took the lives of any children, you yeah. you lost that from me. Yeah. And justice must be served. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, th- again, Peterson. Um. Uh, blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, Peterson tweeted last week. Um. He tweeted the following: We have to agree to never publicize the names of school shooters and other publicly seeking mass murderers. This is not a gun or even a mental health issue. And obviously, that can be argued. But, yeah. For sure. Um. It's an issue of malevolent narcissists weaponizing mass media stop publishing their names and the problem will end yeah maybe it won't end completely but i bet it would be like 70 percent less like we we and and again i was listening to tim dylan talk about this and he brought up a really good point it's like how many people watch like um serial killer documentaries like right. i have i i went through i'm this too whole, scared but yeah good good yeah. for you no yeah. it's just because like, i went through a phase where i was like obsessed with true crime and it's like And even when I'm watching them, I'm like, this is like. It's disturbing. It's disturbing. It's disturbing but also we're glamorizing that's a it. really
0: good point it's we weird. glorify we these do. people we
1: we we make them immortal and right. we do documentaries and then we have oh this famous person playing them in a movie like that's who doesn't want a famous person to play
0: you in a movie that's, yeah but it's messed up that we do it for mass murders because we have yeah, and this we sick, profit off of it yes like you know it's a million dollar and just billion yeah. dollar it's Hollywood it's baby weird. yeah and we
1: should stop we really no, it's should. true and all we of have these, other
0: stories to tell no it's a great point I think all these actors who are rah 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 gun control you need to stop being in these types of films yeah, and productions. But nobody looks at that
1: yeah because like you know the media and we're part of the media obviously but that's why we're choosing not to talk about him specifically but like the media has a part to play in this yeah. every time you post his picture and every time you say his name you're making you're forming the next one
0: yeah, arguably that's, that's real that's a really good point um yeah, we that needs to change. I think yeah. I think that's And some countries have laws about it. That's good. I don't know the ones off the top
1: of my head, but I can I can look it up and put it in, but um it's a thing. It's a it's psychological a argument yeah. and I think we should probably like if we're going to if we're going to start talking about ways to fix the problem, we should we should consider all the options and that's definitely one of them. Just stop talking about the names and the showing the pictures and don't do any biopics about them. Yeah. Stop. They're monsters. We don't want to talk
0: about monsters. We can talk about their victims. Yeah. I agree. I agree and and let's talk about some actual solutions yeah. that are productive for everyone, and that of course honor and glorify these innocent uh, children who were murdered mm-hmm. for no reason, so mm-hmm was fun yeah that was light (laughs) that was really light yeah um well you had we had to talk about it yeah we had to talk about it i would just like to correct something i said i did find it in my notes we have a lot of notes we do a lot of research for this show um but um, weekend. apparently a girl did it was this shooter that the girl called the fbi on okay so that's That's, also a whole another for doing that yeah definitely and Mm -hmm. it's crazy that they didn't do anything, about, anything it. about it. I think there's a whole other uh, discussion to be had there mm-hmm. because that's happened with the Buffalo I mean, shooter as well. Yeah,
1: well, um, I know that um, Tim, uh, what's his name? Dylan? No. Oh. The other <laughs> Tim. Tim Cass guy. Tim Poole. Okay. He has had the SWAT called on him multiple times because people don't like him. So <laughs> right. there is probably some sort of precedent where it's like, okay, if it's one lone person calling, like, don't send the whole squad because people do right. prank so each other. It's called multiple. swatting. Yeah. Multiple so calls, so maybe? I'm not saying that they were right not to do anything about it but they're right. probably like how many phone calls a day do they get of people that are just BSing and wasting their yeah. time? So but then again it's like Look him up on Facebook. Yeah. As soon as you get that call, be like, "Oh, you know like, what? He do just your bought, research. He just he's eighteen. He just bought two guns. Oh, yeah. he talks about hating people. He he threatens people at Wendy's. Like that's well, yeah. on record. That pull he was up,
0: you know pull up their online exactly search history, the fact that their... we have social media. Yeah, and like, uh, you can check me
1: out. Government. Yeah, nothing. You'll notice nothing will be erased. No- it's there forever. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll notice me not threatening people. Yeah. You'll yeah. see that. Like you... you can you can scratch my name off that list. Yay!
0: Like, yay! <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Well, that was really. Really fun. Uh yeah. we're gonna move on because we want to make these episodes easy breezy, beautiful cover girl. Yeah. So now we're gonna talk about
1: millennials. Millennials.
0: And the burnout. And the burnout. Okay. So I mean it's funny because when you first sent this article over, I was like, ha ha ha. ha yeah. Because ha, it, it, it's BuzzFeed. Yeah, and it was written by an obvious progressive. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I actually kind of agreed with a lot of the points they made as a millennial. So mm. it's from BuzzFeed. So, sorry, yes, continue. they so they kind of here's just a quote that they had um, "We're spoiled, entitled lazy and failures at what's to come. What's come to be known as adulting, a word invented by millennials as a catch all for the tasks of self-sufficient existence. Um, yeah, it's kind of true. OK, there's like this huge narrative around millennials being lazy. And for a while, even I was kind of caught up. In that, I was like, you know, maybe millennials. You're not lazy. Well, I, I, I again, no one's. She demonic. gets up at
1: six and runs every morning. Like, well, you. know. But I know what you mean. We but, we live in this world where we tell ourselves like, oh, I'm a millennial. I can't do it. I can't do adulting. Like, I'm not
0: a change a tire. That's a fact. So yeah, but that's all right because yeah. you can hire FCAA someone else to yeah someone else can do it. Um, but I mean, there's a like it's funny because like the boomer generation, I think, is a Gen X is. Our parents are no, boomer Gen X?
1: Then boomers are before Gen X.
0: Okay, yeah. Boomer so, is,
1: Spice sorry, Gen X is Spice Girls.
0: Okay, great. Spice Girls. Good to know. So yeah. those kind of people, they kind of look down on millennials and they're like, oh, you guys are so lazy. But I always, this always bugs me because I think about it. And I'm like, well, who raised us? Yeah. <laughs> like whose fault is it really? Yeah. And also we can't pay our rent with like two days of work. Yeah. Mom and dad. Like that's the thing. Like no one thinks about the fact that we're the most educated and yet we have the least opportunity to mm-hmm. buy houses. We're all we all work multiple jobs or, you know, kill yeah. ourselves to make rent and to mm-hmm. pay our bills and stuff. And then living with roommates in your 30s. Exactly. And then also we were encouraged by our parents and teachers to go to university to get women's studies degrees without after having to worry about paying for it. And you're like, well, of course, we're all miserable yeah. progressives. Yeah. Like we, we don't have a shot. Yeah. Especially now with just inflation. Goodness gracious. Imagine yeah. buying a home now. No, like, I
1: remember my mom telling me that when she was my age, and this was a couple of years ago, so like I was about 30 at the time, she was like, yeah, I, I made about what you make now, and my rent was $300 a month.
0: She in, was Toronto, she in Toronto. She uh, lived in Toronto. Honestly, even when I moved here, I was paying like 700 bucks a month, and I worked like four jobs, because at the time that wasn't... Yeah. I mean, it... It was, it was a lot at the time. And I had to, yeah, I had to work four jobs to pay my rent and not fall behind and pay off my stupid theater student loans. Should've listened to my mom stupid and dad do philosophy. Uh, yeah, <sighs> but you know, like I think millennials hustle and I think that there are these lazy snowflakes that exist but I don't know, I think the burnout is a real thing because even with the pandemic, we all were working from home when we weren't working at Rebel. And you're, you're constantly on your phone, like checking your notifications. You're getting emails at all mm-hmm. hours of the day and stuff. Yes. And it's like, you can't escape work because work's on your phone. Yes,
1: and the fact that you're working at home, they know you're like, oh, you don't have anywhere to be. Yeah.
0: You can be dinners During already. The pandemic. On. And you're yeah, like, exactly. no, no, I have a, a Never ending work day is what yeah. I found at my job. No, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and it's one of the things they talk about how in this article is how like a vacation and stuff is not gonna cure you from this burnout because it's kind of just like, it's embedded into our nature. Like if we're not working all the time, we're not working hard enough for you're example. Falling behind. Exactly. Um, and relaxation just isn't relaxing. Yeah. Because and you're like, I could be doing more. And like you can go on a vacation, but you know you spent you saved up all year for that. Yeah. And
1: that you're gonna be saving up all year for another one and right. then you're missing work and you're probably stressed and your boss is emailing you while you're on vacation. Has yeah. that happened to
0: you? Oh to my me. gosh. Yes. Yeah. It happens so, all the time.
1: So employers so our parents didn't go through that. <laughs> yeah. Email on their phone. They did not have in. social
0: media. Exactly. They don't even have cell they phones. They were like, "Oh, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna splurge and spend five hundred dollars for a week in, in Cancun." It's like, nice. That's dinner. Yeah, <laughs> like that's one dinner. Yeah, no, but like, it's it's um unreasonable. And also, I one of the things that I noticed with this article was I kind of felt like a lot of the things that this um article uh, this author was um talking about are kind of things that everyone deals with. Yeah, they as were a saying human, yeah. exactly. So. Uh, one of the quotes is like a friend admitted that he's absorbed hundreds of dollars in clothes that don't fit because he couldn't manage to return them. That's me. Yeah, that is a millennial
0: thing. That's though.
1: I can't. I know for I have millennial friends who are like, oh. I have one friend who's like, she buys too much on purpose and returns half of it because oh, she's yeah. like smart. I do that smart. <laughs> I, It's so good for you. Like, I, I make Sebastian return it. <laughs> so, I literally yeah. have never returned anything that I bought. One time I tried to Walmart. <laughs> I bought a hammock. It came in the wrong color. I tried to return it and they I, I did it all. The shipping, I handed it to the person. They took it back. And then they're like, oh, we never received the item. Oh no. So Walmart has 63 of my dollars. Nice. Okay. And I'm over it. But I wonder what that is with inflation. Yeah, they owe me so much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But also I was thinking because they talk about these lists, you know, you have like um, this. This is funny. She said none of the tasks that uh, were that hard. Getting knives sharpened, taking boots to the cobbler, registering my dog for a new license, sending Mm -hmm. someone a signed copy of my book. Humble brag. Yeah. Um, Scheduling an appointment. Yada, yada. Um, I can relate. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So. The point is is like these are all normal things and even my dad who's a boomer is like oh i've had a list of 19 things and i get like one done yeah do and you, then it just builds up and it's like okay that's not a millennial
0: thing it's a human thing do you we think, have too much to do well do you think it's like i was gonna say like we have there aren't enough hours in the day in a way like you're you're 12 hours in and then you come home and you want to do errands but you're just so drained yeah. oh yeah or nothing's open anymore because mm-hmm. for some reason the pandemic m- enabled oh, every business to close at like 6 p.m. That's another thing where you're like, ah, the end of the
1: day, I can go and do my bidding. It's like everything's closed. Yeah.
0: It, even the bank. The bank closes at 4? I know. Four? I know. Why? Like, you're like, Why? And any government working. thing? You're yeah. like, oh, I need to change my license. Yeah, I need to go I, like,
1: get in my passport thing. I need to take time off work. And, and it's yeah. like, we're lucky because we have a job where we can like, like, be like, hey, I need to go gather yeah, for an hour. There's flexibility there for sure. are are not like that at all. They're like, oh. Uh, no, you're on the you're on the call. You're on this. You're, yeah. you're in line. You're standing behind a counter. Yeah. Like you can't just take time off to do that. You literally have to take like a full day off. It's yeah. so ridiculous. So it's not just millennials that are are losers, it's a society. We ask way too
0: much of, of everything, people. of people. Yeah. And yeah. we want things that we saw our parents have. We wanna buy a house, good luck, Well, good luck. That's a great point too, because we've talked about this before in the show, you know, the self-love movement. Okay, well, I need to do this to better myself, to feel better, to relax and all this, yeah. but those things also cost money, so yeah. it's a very lucrative business. I know. well, that's,
1: that's why it's so funny. Yeah. Like, it, That's a great point, like when when people are, like the media or articles are like online, to help you unwind. Yeah, to help you unwind, buy this um, mini fridge for your face cream. Yeah. Self-love, self-care. It's like, okay, I don't have $150 for no. a freaking mini refrigerator no. for beside my bed for my night cream, which also costs
0: money. $100 million because yeah. we have to stay young forever. We Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> is that a, No, it's not a no. rule. No, no. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I think what needs to happen with these generational divides is that we need to understand where e- each other is coming from yeah. and the state of the world. And the state of the world, for sure, because it is, I mean, I'm not complaining. I, I know I'm very blessed and... And stuff, But, you know, things it gets tricky. It gets tricky being a millennial who's worked very hard to get to where you are. And you're like, I am exhausted for some reason.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, one of the things that Pierre Polyev was saying on his podcast with Jordan Peterson was that one of his constituents in where is he Carl Carlton? Carlton. Yeah. Um, One of his constituents, his. So this guy um, works the same job that his mother worked when okay. he was when she was his age. And she with that money, it was like a not. The best job, but it's a job she could feed her family. She paid the rent on their, the mortgage on their home. This guy, that he he can't afford to buy a house. He works the exact same job, but it's like that's a he can't afford any of the things that his mother could afford doing me. He, he literally is the exact same position. And it's like whether or not Pierre Polyev can fix that, I'm not sure. But it's it's a fact of life that
0: we work just as hard, if not harder for less. Yeah. No, that's literally a statistic, so look it up, people. Um, And again, we don't want to complain here, but I think it's important to highlight that everybody's tired. (laughs) yeah we're tired we're tired yeah i think that's why there's so many coffee shops everywhere. yeah and so many new makeup lines skincare lines like you
1: need need to cover those bags everything's about covering up your bags. it's like can we just fix the world so that we're not all like drained like like you need coffee you need a you need uh, a little pick-me-up you need some concealer like yeah why don't we examine what's happening in the world i don't know what the answer
0: is me either like
1: We need
0: uh, to just. Well, okay, maybe there is an answer though. Maybe these conservative politicians who are currently campaigning to become the leader of the conservative party. Let's say maybe it's time for y'all to say, "Hey, maybe I should try to make life actually easier and in a productive, non-socialist way for millennials to be able to be successful." Maybe it's maybe it is a, maybe it is a a political issue. Maybe it is. Like I don't know because uh, yeah,
1: I mean it kind of goes against my personal like philosophy of like freedom Yeah, but me too but there but, are sometimes needs
0: for like, government yeah, exactly. yeah no it's true and i and i think you know so many of our generation votes like ndp or liberal and i think it's cuz they worked so hard that they feel like they just they're owed something and you're not technically ever owed anything in life like The things you get are a privilege, but I think, like, it would be nice if people who worked their asses off every day were able to buy themselves a home. And maybe this is why people aren't having kids, because it's like, I can't afford a home, so why would I have a baby?
1: There is a thing where, like, the more education and higher um, job you have, like, higher position you have, the less likely you are to have children or you're going to have fewer children. Right.
0: That's a thing. Yeah. It's not no, a it's, good thing. It's not a good thing. And so and we need to Bill Gates doesn't want us to y'all, but we need to start reproducing. So let's get let's make things cheaper for millennials. <laughs> having a little bottle of wine with dinner tonight. Nice. <laughs> that costs money, though. Yeah. But if buy you domestic, like, if you would like to buy us wine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. OK, well, I think that's the show. Hopefully the the end of that wasn't uh, too much of us complaining because you know, I don't
1: know. I, yeah, we're not complaining. We're, we're not complaining. We,
0: it's just a real—it's a real problem, and it's not just going to affect millennials. It's going to—it's going to trickle down to yeah. Zoomers and everyone and below I think them. It's like don't be surprised when millennials vote for progressives who offer them free things, and of course, yeah. nothing is free. Yeah, but you pay you, for it with your tax. Even. Even Steve Bannon said this once, like, you really can't blame them for being flaming commies. That's, that's not that's not a direct quote, by the way. Um, it's uh, it's you're paraphrasing. a lot of creative license was taken in this moment. Anyway, okay, well, we... Well, that's the sure. That's the sure. Thank you guys for watching. As you know, this show is available on Rebel News Plus every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Yes. And if you, <laughs> if you don't subscribe
1: to Rebel News Plus, you can listen to the show, just the audio, because you can't see... What's going on here? Um,
0: on all your favorite streaming platforms for free. Yahoo! And then on Saturdays at 2 p.m., you can also watch the show for free. There you go. At watchmisunderstood.com. Or if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's available there. That's Watch Misunderstood Show. So please subscribe. Help us monetize. Let's give Rebel News a few bucks, eh? Yeah, eh? And, eh, follow us on social media media. Yeah, we are your hosts. I'm Nat. (laughs) And I'm Kat. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.